Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. Welcome back. Today is... Damn, I forgot my Apple Watch. But today is... Um, July 26th, about 6.30 in the morning. No, 6.22 in the morning on this lovely Tuesday morning. Going to get that bread, so to speak. Um... Yeah, and if you have been living under a rock or you're not part of social media or you're this, that, or the other thing, it's kind of hard to explain then um, the cultural impact that uh, Marvel has. And uh, once again, the team over at Marvel and Disney Plus just completely came in and broke uh, culture again and what I mean is if you're living in a rocket I want to talk about it for a few minutes because there's just some things that are now shaping up to be wild and epic and truly truly um, again this goes to back to what I've been saying you know I'm a Marvel is winning, you know, it goes into Hollywood as well. Marvel is Hollywood. Hollywood is Marvel. Marvel is the people, you know, me and you, um, giving us the stories. And I think Hollywood has for a long time now wanted a long arcing story, you know. And Marvel has done a phenomenal job. Whatever Marvel has done in the past to correct, you know, because, you know, from the Spider-Mans and the X-Men's and even the Blades, and they moved beyond that and gave us the Avengers, you know, Fantastic, they had the Fantastic Four, but they gave us the Avengers, and now it's all connected. You know, there's a bigger universe, you know, pulling stories into it, and they really, to me, this is the first time in Hollywood history... I, I, that's what you kind of people don't really understand what's happening. Is there some Marvel history? There's some Hollywood history taking place. I think this is the first time, and we're in the middle of it, or maybe even the third the way of it. On Hollywood, just putting out some sort of a connected reality, but on a big scale, where it's movies. It's now it's involving TV shows. There's a lot of you know, for instance, let's take the X-Files. The X-Files, a phenomenal TV show, phenomenal. Um, had, I, I don't know how many seasons to it, 10, 15 seasons, 20 seasons maybe. Don't have the number off the top of my head. I think it was I think it was up there, though, like almost closer to 20, at like 15 to 20 seasons. However, it didn't translate well on the big screen. You know, Star Trek has had a phenomenal run on TV and it's had success in movies, theaters, but there seems to be a disconnection um, between the how far away the movies are, how, you know, the properties that exist for itself. It just, there hasn't been a Star Trek movie in a minute. Star Wars has tried to, now is trying to do a Marvel and continually put out 
and there's different mediums which companies do this I, I understand like Lord of the Rings is another one that has stayed kind of active but on the video game part of it but this is the first time that Marvel and Hollywood and Disney were really like you know what all our TV shows all our movies they're gonna connect and we're gonna keep it pumping and we're gonna keep it fresh you know if it's one movie a year or two or three we're gonna do it and if it's one show a year or two or three we're gonna do it and that's what marvel has really done is they really now set the set the table set the bar for a franchise um you know fast and furious has done well in the movies but it hasn't done anything tv wise um, and they could have easily have done this already. I don't know the people who are behind Fast and Furious are really kicking themselves and not producing when streaming first hit. Okay, let's put in a hundred million dollars on a ten episode series on Universal app or whatever, wherever they're at, and just get it done. We'll do ten episodes here. We'll give. We'll do more of Letty's backstory. We'll call her up. See, do some of Vin Diesel's oranges when he's a kid. Um, you know, we'll do some circuit racing, you know. They could have done it already, and they could have been going and building the Fast and Furious world even bigger, and they just haven't. Uh, I, I don't want to be a hater, but DC could have done the same thing, you know. Should be doing the same thing, but isn't. But nonetheless, I only mention all of that because Marvel basically laid out a while I think a skeleton um, roadmap it is a roadmap for them going forward I, I, I totally with my whole heart believe that's that's only about half of what they got coming um, you know everything from the animated X-Men 97 reboot uh, the I Am Groot special you know Marvel Zombies, the What If season two, that was that broke on um, Friday of last week. Uh, while I am excited for What If season two in Marvel Zombies because I really like the Marvel Zombie story in What If season one, and I think we're gonna get a full season of Marvel Zombies or how that happened. Um, I'm a little curious as to the X-Men 97. I don't know if it's a continuation. If it's a reboot of the whole thing using those same kind of characters. I watched X-Men 97 religiously when I was younger as well as Spider-Man as well as Beast Wars and Transformers and Power Rangers. Those are things that I was watching when I was younger. Um, they just be kind of I just kind of they just vaguely said that they're doing it and I'm like okay we'll see what happens when they do it I'm trying to figure out if it's going to be part of the MCU as a whole which I'm sure it will be I'm kind of hoping we get the X-Men 97 with some Avengers crossovers you know with some sprinkling of some characters um, but that's that and then what else I think they have a meeting animated mutant series coming out as well which is fine uh, I'm, I'm interested I'm interested in watching it all 
I just started watching The Silver Surfer on Disney Plus because it just came out recently. Uh, watching The Silver Surfer Origins, which I already, I don't know, maybe I've already seen this, but I'm gonna watch it anyways. Uh, it's a little cartoon. But with all that said, the big news really came out Saturday, and again, the roadmap. I, I don't want to say it's a skeleton roadmap, or it's just you know. Um, the real meat and potatoes of it, but it is kind of the meat. I think um, the future is eye popping. Like every movie coming out forward is eye popping. Blade, Fantastic Four, The Avengers, The King Dynasty, Avengers Secret Wars, uh, Quantum Mania, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um. Uh, Man, I could go and look at all of that shit again. Where is it? Let me see if I can find it. Um, they just really hit, you know, they just really hit, hit it hard. Thunderbolts, Captain America, New World Order, New World Order, um, you know, Secret Invasion. The Marvels. I'm really excited for the Marvels myself. Uh, based off of what happened with, you know, Miss Marvel, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in it. Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Daredevil, Born Again, uh, Disney Plus, Ironheart's Disney Plus, Loki season two, all of that. And there's a Loki season two, Secret Invasion, Echo's getting her her own. Uh, show now and there's more you know that was phase, that's going to be phase five phase six is very just very limited to what we what we know about phase six uh but again this this meat and potatoes of it the the, the backbone the structure of it because i'm i'm almost positive there's more out there um we shall see what comes out when disney has their Disney Con or whatever they do, um, their Disney thing. I'm pretty sure Marvel are gonna drop another ten titles, and I just gotta say, just the roadmap going forward, uh, it, it looks wild. I'm bringing back Blade. I mean, I I've been waiting. Blade is one of those movies that I watched when I was younger, and I knew it was part of Marvel, but then you kind of forget because it was so disconnected and that's how movies were back in the day they kind of didn't have play off of one another but you know it'd be kind of interesting because ryan reynolds was in that um you had top-notch wrestlers like hunter Helmsley. they had dracula it'd be kind of interesting to see what they do with blade um but nonetheless you know blade is a vampire he has vampire powers and that fits nicely tucked into the Marvel Universe because if you can't kill Blade by anything other than a stake through the heart you know or sun and I don't he can't even die by sunlight because Blade is a daywalker um and his only real drawback is he needs blood occasionally Blade that's ba- vampires are basically super they could be either superheroes or super villains uh and there's just so many things. I mean, the Thunderbolts are going to happen as well. I'd be 
be kind of interesting who that team's team is going to be because I think Blade might be part of it. But I don't think Blade is necessarily a good a good guy. I, I mean, there's Moon Knight sitting out there. The Punishers, you would have to assume, is sitting out there as well. Um, there's just so many characters sitting out there. And that was just the roadmap. Uh, they dropped the I Am Groot, you know, trailer, which looks absolutely whimsical and fun for, especially for young kids. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it because it looks funny. Uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens there. You know, I don't, you know, it'd just be kind of fun to see Groot, you know, it's an animated short. Um, but that trailer looks, it looks fun. It looks fun and funny. It's right up my alley. But with, even with that, so let's get to the two big things. The new She-Hulk trailer dropped, and boy, oh boy, is that full. And this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, it, there looks like there's no shortage of Easter eggs, cameos, and things of the nature. All mixed in with the origin story and just the story in general. We're going to have... Hulk, you're gonna have Wong shows up. I don't care if Wong shows up for if that's all you see of him in the trailer, then but he's in there. If he's in there for more than that, that to me is a win. Uh, the big one is She Hulk's gonna scrap with Daredevil. Um, hello, wild. I would love for Daredevil to um, to scrap with the Hulk. I mean, that's an interesting fight. Or even the She-Hulk. I would just love to see how he handles that. If she can't hit him, I mean, that would be, that'd be fucking dope. Because he's got his extra sensory abilities peaked to the max. Even though he's blind, every other ability is, you know. But obviously, if she lands a blow on him, it could, it could potentially be fatal. But we shall see. I mean, that that right there, that little teaser at the end, the last three seconds, to me, was just hard. And that's exactly what I want out of these Disney shows now. Uh, I, I mean, that's just what happened in the comics. What the She-Hulk might be the first... Well, it's not the first because um, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye and, and... That was a good one, too. The same with the Winter Soldier. But this is what I want out of my... Disney Plus shows because the heroes interacted with each other. Uh, the comic book was very rarely a solo comic. Usually had comic books in the animated was usually a team up. Usually a couple of heroes working together, bumping into each other, talking to each other. Uh, and the She Hulk is is it? It might be. It might be one of the better. I mean, I'm gonna have to when this is all over. Uh, three, four, five years from now, I'm gonna have to go back and rate each of the series individually and find out which one I like better which one I thought was a better origin story uh, and and ultimately who had the bigger impact in throughout the overall story uh, but the She-Hulk trailer dropped and it absolutely went bonkers and there's other, there's so much other stuff in there um, you know that just makes you kind of like wow like okay and then the big doozy um the big doozy, uh, uh, Wakanda Forever trailer came out. I absolutely say it, it looks beautiful. Um, 
I've been wondering what's going to happen with uh, Chadwick Boseman's character. Um, looks like the mantle will be passed. It looks like they're going to talk about his death in the movie. Uh, they're going to have to write him in as passing away at some point. Kind of interesting. Interested to find out how they're going to present that. Because, you know, obviously he was alive and well after Endgame. You see him in Endgame standing with, I believe, his mother and his... Um, Mother and Shuri, I'm not sure who's standing up on the balcony. And the whole of Wakanda is celebrating, having been reunited with a lot of their people. Having saved the world, Wakanda being, you know, like, propped itself up as being like, okay, they're the ones who initially stood up to Thanos and was able to defend as best they could. Um, So it's kind of, kind of be I mean they don't really have to show how he died they don't even really have to explain it they could just say that he passed away um by a you know just anything he just he just passed away you know he went to the great slumber I mean but it would be interesting to see if they actually have him passing away as far as something happened to him you know maybe uh, maybe he, somebody assassinated him. It'd be kind of interesting to see what Marvel does with that. Although I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I think as far as the Black Panther's death and Chadwick Boseman's character's death, I think it's going to be just that you know he fell asleep, he didn't wake up, uh, he had a soft. Death. I think they're going to give him a a hero's death. It's not, I don't think they're going to show him fighting and losing a fight, but I believe he's just going to pass away ever so suddenly. Um, maybe due to a medical condition he had and and then he ultimately passed away and obviously they're going to have to they have to put in a funeral service for him which I'd, I'd expect anyways because Black Panther 1 did so well he's actually a really loved character um, you know in Infinity War and in, in an Endgame and that's part of the trailer. The other part of it is Namor. Uh, finally getting a Namor uh, introduction. And, you know, the Atlant- uh, Atlanteans. And, and it, looks, it, looks, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. It, lo- it looks amazing. The, the whole trailer looks amazing. And then seemingly it's either Shuri or M'Baku or somebody is going to be the Black Panther at the end. That's the kind of the reveal. They haven't got into it yet. But I'm assuming another trailer is going to drop at some point uh, in the near future. Or maybe another month or two down the road. Give us a little bit more details about what's going on. And then it's just a matter of waiting till November. Um, and that was that was just basically two big properties that they presented um, and the roadmap. And I gotta say... Marvel is winning again. Winning. And it's just one of those things like... How much more winning can they do? They can do a lot more winning. So... Well, that's it, guys. I'm going to pause this episode here. Oh, I'm building it. I'm going to pause it here and we'll continue... Uh, this when we get some more material coming up. So, hang tight. Welcome back. Or should I say, I'm back. 
Um, but let me continue on with this episode as I'm building it. I want to address, not dress, but address online. I've been seeing a lot of that Marvel has been mistreating the visual effects artists, putting up impossible deadlines, changes to the movie. And they've been bullying contractors that do it. Um, as far as the visual effects go, I know Marvel has done a lot um, of visual effects. And they've gotten away from so much like alive. Like it's hard to do alien races, you know, in costumes. It looks, people can tell, like Chewbacca is one of the most iconic um, but you can tell when it's a guy in his suit in the fur. You can tell when it's not real. And you can tell when the CGA is not done right either. So there's got to be a balance of the two. But I don't really understand these visual effects artists and their gripe with Disney and with Marvel in general. There's deadlines to meet in every real world application. There's clients that are breathing down your neck uh that's a standard in a privatized <coughs> a private industry i don't really understand the problem uh marvel and i agree marvel has started ramping up production but then again i myself am a business owner and this is where i got a problem with um these visual effects artists. I work construction. So when push comes to shove, I don't mind working a Sunday. I've had to in the past. I don't mind working uh, two weeks straight. If it's got to get done, it's got to get done. Because nobody is going to take care of myself but myself. Um, and I get Marvel is a huge client. and I, I mean, obviously... The movies do well. That it, it's a part of it's a team process. There's always there's always in any team of anything greater than like three or four people. There's always one bad seed. There's always one person that's not necessarily the team player, but he's there. He works, and obviously Marvel employs thousands of people. I mean, maybe not thousands, but at least hundreds of people. Um. Alone, just on set building, the writers, the directors, the sound guys, the light guys, the equipment guys, the makeup artists, the actors themselves, the video editors, all of that. They employ hundreds of people just by that alone. Let alone you look at the back end of things where it's like, okay, Marvel has made an entire industry of YouTubers. You just go on YouTube and you type up Marvel and there's hundreds of videos explaining theories, uh, teasers, Easter eggs, spoiler reviews, yada, yada, yada. Marvel has also kind of, for, again, once in the first time maybe in Hollywood, has kind of cemented a, a thing, like a... Not necessarily like they stabilized an area. Visual effects is up and down. And the visual effects artists do get paid based on what they 
what the client asks and how much money is involved. Yes. But there's instances where the visual effects are often... And you can tell, and directors know this. And they will simply not work with that company again. And it's just really, really... I mean, everybody always says they want them, the, the visual fix artists. I've heard them that they're not unionized and they want to get a union going. Uh, go for it. Uh, take away their... Take away their self-employment and give it and give them an employment job cool where and I understand sick days and health days and things of the nature go for it but you're not going to get paid the same you're just not you're going to go from being a a self-employed contractor capable of making a couple hundred thousand years down to like eighty thousand and then I don't want you know I don't really want to hear no complaining about it's not a livable wage well, you kind of chose that. And I'm not even bashing the visual visual effects artists. There's probably a handful or more disgruntled visual effects artists. But there's probably on the flip, flip side, plenty of people are like, you know what? Marvel is the client. If Marvel wants it, they get it. And they get paid. Um, they're getting paid millions of dollars. Now, I am not a visual effects artist. I can't tell you how stressful it is how hard it is but I can tell you one thing for sure um they're not working in unsuitable working conditions all these people working at home in top notch offices they shouldn't even be complaining um they're probably complaining because they have to work long hours but whatever I mean but if Marvel's your client Marvel has set the table for the last 10 years and probably gonna set the table for another 10 well, maybe like six or seven now. So you don't have to go and hope to God you land the contract with, you know, Legendary Films or Warner Brothers or whoever else. So I just wanted to address that because I've been seeing that a lot. And I kind of, I'm kind of just like, well, if you don't like the job, don't take the job. Don't work for Marvel. Okay, there's other people going to fill that void. While you go and you have to look for work and struggle looking for work like everybody else. Uh, you either suck it up or you don't. I mean, this is the name of the game we're living. This is capitalism. Uh, of course, Marvel is a giant entity, but I mean, there's work other places. You can go work for Netflix, you know, or Amazon or something. But they might hire you for a project just as quickly. Be like, nah, these people suck. They really drag down the movie. The movie bombed because of it. And then your reputation's on the line for that. Uh, but I wanted to address that a little bit. I don't really care about the visual effects artist working conditions, quote unquote. Um, I'm just kind of overhearing about it myself personally. But I'm watching now as I move on. Watching season three of Blown Away. Uh, and I can't get enough of that Blown Away show, man. It's really good. Uh, I like the sculptures the way they come out. It's something that it kind of piques my interest because it's creative. It's You can see the people are actually working really hard at doing Blown Away. Um, and I just started season three, so I'm going to finish that. I'm also watching Alone. Uh, kind of piqued my interest there as well. 
Uh, so when I come back, we're going to talk about that, uh, you know, as I wrap up those. Talk a little bit about Blown Away, a little bit about Alone. I also kind of sort of started watching Game of Thrones, but I can't get into it, man. It's so far gone, and the beginning of it is so goddamn slow. And I, not, I don't know if I'm going to ever finish watching it, because I don't have HBO Max. So, I don't know. I guess I could talk about the first couple episodes in the snooze fest. It's a lot of talking in there. I mean, there's titties flying around, but I mean... Like, I, I'm like any guy. I like seeing a good pair of titties, but there's like, it's to me, it's the most random bullshit that you could ever possibly imagine. And there's so many, and there's a lot of going on there. There's so much dialogue. It's kind of like, fuck. There's a lot of dialogue, and everything is hard to pronounce. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, because I do love me some Lord of the Rings. But I just, Lord of the Rings. You know, once it gets going after, you know, Lord of the Rings won the first 30 minutes, then it really starts cooking. Uh, the first 30, 40 minutes, then it starts cooking. And then this, you know, the two towers cooked and Return of the King was the absolute fucking smorgasbord of barbecue cooked meat up until the, like the last 30 minutes, which were a lot of talking. But this Game of Thrones there's a lot of fucking talking. Um, all, all we did was one beheading. The one guy got jousted in the neck. I don't even know who that guy was. Um, and literally, I think that's about fucking it. Nobody else has really died or nothing has really happened. And I'm like, I already watched like three or four episodes. And again, the guy who got beheaded was not even a player in the game. The guy who got jousted in the neck, I don't even think he mattered. These are just some unfortunate bullshit deaths. And that, I think that's literally it. I don't know. I was kind of wondering, like, is there going to be any sort of killing? Or what? Or is it all talking this whole time? I just don't know. I don't know. I was kind of, They're talking about going to war, but they haven't really gotten that far. Uh, they are really fond of talking about whores. And showing the occasional breasts. But, mm, I don't know. It's kind of boring. Um, I guess if I actually ever do finish watching season one, I maybe, if I, if, I, if at that point it somewhat gets better, then maybe I'll watch season two. Maybe I'll continue watching it. But if it doesn't get any better the first season, I'm probably gonna, not going to watch it. And, that, and that's not that's a little bit of the hater side of me, but it's, it's already, I'm like, wasn't not interested. Uh, and watching the show that it's already over just not like I didn't even know Game of Thrones existed till like it was the last two seasons and at that point I was like well I'm not gonna fucking watch it because I don't see no point but beyond that I am watching Alone on Netflix which I'm absolutely fascinated these motherfuckers quitting on live TV after like a week of being out in the wilderness, I'm like, yo, I you would I would never embarrass myself like that. I'd have to make it like 30 days. And I understand they're like, well, it's so hard. You're starving, malnutrition. Uh, I've seen plenty of bears out there. That, you know, somebody got to come up with the idea to get one. You know, obviously, the bears are eating something. Well, a lot of these people are just not fishermen. 
And I know catching fish seems real easy if you have all the gear, and it's really not. But at the same time, all of them opt to hunker down and spend a lot of energy doing that. When I think the primary, the primary, primary function of the show is survival, and you have to eat. That has to be your number one goal to figure out how to. If you can't catch fish, or you can't catch a deer, or can't catch a fucking bird. You don't belong on the show. Uh, so what the fuck is the point of building a hut? If you can't get the food. Get the fucking food. Store it a little bit. Sleep in a, on roughneck it. And then start building your... Once you know you can get food, then you're you're set. Because once the winter kicks, kicks in and you have to go ice fishing. I mean, you know, I don't know. These, these fucking people are dumb. A lot of them spent a lot of time... In energy building shelter I'm like well, You gotta get food Almost immediately And they're starting Eating berries and shit So I don't know But it's kind of fascinating That show And then Obviously blown away Just piques my interest Just overall the creativity uh, The glass being blown I- I've been You know Watching And I always like Damn I wonder Who's gonna get eliminated And it's I'm like Damn that person's gotta go This person should stay And it's all They, are, they do a good job Of keeping it and I actually think that's why there's a season three. I really love Blown Away, just the show in general. Not not the fact that... I wish that the episodes were maybe like 40 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Um, I wish they would put a little bit more budget into it. Maybe have a, a panel of experts come in and decide. I, they do have the two, the two hosts and they always get a special guest. But I'm kind of like, maybe they should really get into detail, like, why this sculpture works, why it doesn't work. Um, you know, show the little flaws a little bit more. Show the bright spots a little bit more. They kind But I know the show, maybe it really hasn't took off. Its legs haven't taken off, but I really like it. So, with that said, I'll come back and talk a little bit more about that when, when I finish those up. And then... Uh, you know, we'll get this episode up at that point. Late. Welcome back, everybody. Or as I should say, I'm back. So, I finished up Blown Away Season 3. And I want to talk about it a little bit. John. I don't know what John it was. But John ended up winning. Uh, defeating Minhee in the finale. And I gotta say, the overall, the season was really good. They had some very, very good pieces of art on the show. Did I think they got the winner right? No. Uh, I think at some point, John's art kind of was lacking to me. I mean, I they say it was technically well done. Uh, it was very, you know, had a lot of life. He's a great sculptor. And I get some of his, but I think he should have lost in a couple of rounds. Um, and they should have kept other people around. And I don't think he's overall the winner. I mean, he had better overall quality work, yes. But I think they also got rid of the other John. And again, they kind of... They went back and forth on it. And I kind of feel like... Uh, they didn't overall come out with the right winner. Um, also, Dan. 
was a great uh, artist as well, and he got eliminated. But overall, the season went well for them. Uh, a truly fascinating show. Uh, I'd like to see them do four, fifth, six, seven, eight, ten seasons later. Um, kind of want to know how, how many more seasons they could bump out. That's what I want to know. Um, you know, and I just kind of want to... I also want to know if, you know, blown away, if, if it's doing well, I mean... Hopefully the show is doing well. I, I I like it. I just like the art they come up with. I like um, as I turn on my windshield wipers and not my turn signal. I just kind of am wondering if they will make the show a little bit more bigger. It could do with a little bit more longer. I think they should go 40 minutes. Because they definitely have the content for it. I understand editing... And all of that stuff takes time. and But they could go with like 40 minute episodes, I, I believe. Uh, give us a little bit more uh, in-depth interviews. That I think they could do with a little bit more action shots and the creative process behind it. They could do with like 10 more minutes an episode, I believe. That's what I believe in my whole heart. That Blown Away should be... About ten more, ten minutes longer, maybe about an hour longer the whole season. Uh, and I kind of feel that as I burp, I kind of feel like that show—that's what the show deserves. It's what it, what it needs. And I kind of feel like they also need uh, maybe you know audience participation. Maybe you know we vote on. Some of these things, I and mean, they should take to social media and find out, get some suggestions, some painting, some recreated painting. Uh, I like to see more food-driven uh, challenges. I like to see, um, you know, recreate a you know another artist's art, but give it a, your own twist. I'd like to, see, you know, that happened in this in this season that another artist recreated. Uh, another artist's art and then they got eliminated for it and I kind of felt that that was also wrong um, but overall this this season went well I thought it was really good this season I you know I gave it two thumbs up I, I've watched Blown Away and I've been blown away on all the seasons and I actually like Netflix that Netflix is the one in charge of that I think it's a great great show for them I just think it could be bigger Netflix could pump in some more money into it. I'm, I know that that show has its old legs. With as far as um, you know, the winner, the winners getting things. But I think Netflix really needs to add some more weight to it. They got a show on their hands. Obviously, there's three seasons. Obviously, if it was no good, they wouldn't have made a second or third season. So obviously, something's there. So. Yeah, with that, I'm going to get this episode posted up. I know I just kind of went over Blown Away. And I was going to do it alone, but I haven't finished watching it. Uh, and that's going to take me a while because I'm like halfway through it. So maybe I'll talk about that in the next one. Ooh. Also, we got um, Buzz Lightyear coming to Disney+. Plus. So I'm going to watch that and we're going to talk about it. Um, you know, as I'm rolling in the home here late this evening... 
But yeah, with that, all that I said, guys, I'm gonna get this episode up. I'm gonna done talking about shit, and uh, we'll move on to some other subjects. Catch you guys later.